Welcome to the Rich Coach Club, the podcast that teaches you how to build your dream coaching practice and how to significantly increase your income. If you're a coach and you're determined to start making more money, this show is for you. I'm Master Certified Life Coach Susan Hyatt, and I'm psyched for you to join me on this journey. Here we go. On last week's episode, we talked about money. Specifically, we talked about money blocks. Last week, I invited you to ask yourself, what's my biggest mental block when it comes to making money? And I hope you caught that episode because if you didn't, go back into the podcast archives at some point and catch up because this is a good one. Today on this episode, though, our topic is new level, new you. And when I say new level, new you, what do you think I mean by that? What I mean is, if you want to bring your coaching practice to a new level, then you have to bring yourself to a new level. Think about it. The mindset and habits that got you earning five figures a year are not the exact same mindset and habits that will bring you six figures or seven or even eight. It's like that famous quote, the definition of insanity is repeating the same behavior and expecting a different result. If you want to see a different result, if you want a different income level, if you want a different kind of business, then you can't repeat the exact same things you've done in the past year. You just can't. And you can't be the exact same person you've been in the past either. You have to become a new version of yourself. And uh, let me tell you something. This is something I've had to learn and relearn so many times over the course of my career as a coach. Listen, I remember back when I was a brand new coach, like 12 years ago. And back then, I had to handle every single detail of my business all by myself. I was brand new. I didn't have a budget for an assistant. And I had to handle even the tiniest little things, like formatting photos for my newsletter and making sure each photo was exactly 600 pixels wide or whatever it was. Good Lord, I would spend so much time on those little details. Literally, I would be up at my computer 11 p.m. at night after my kids were asleep, fiddling around with photos. And you know what? For a little while, for that first year or so that I ran my coaching practice all by myself, that was fine. But after about nine months of that first year, I was ready to grow. I was more confident in my coaching skills. I was ready for more clients and for sure was ready for more money. In order to reach that next level, though, I had to release some of my old habits and systems. And so for me, that meant I had to stop micromanaging every little detail. I had to hire some help. I had to delegate. I had to work on my perfectionism and release some of that control. And if I wanted to bring my coaching practice to six figures a year or multiple six figures or seven figures, then hello, I could not be the type of business owner who spends five hours a week fiddling with newsletter photos. That's just not the ideal use of my time or your time, I'm going to suggest. I needed to move beyond that and I really needed to level up which is my favorite song right now, Level Up by Sierra. <laughs> That's just one tiny example. But there have been literally thousands of other moments just like that where I had to become a different kind of person, a different kind of entrepreneur, a different kind of leader in order to bring my practice to a different level. So what about you? Are you ready to level up? 
I know you are if you're listening to this podcast, so let's get into this. Without further ado, it's time for your two-minute pep talk. All right, this is the part of the show where I share some motivation and encouragement and inspiration to get your week started off right in 120 seconds or less. Once again, our focus today is new level, new you. So right now, if you can, close your eyes. Take a moment and picture your dream coaching practice. Picture your dream office, your dream schedule. Picture the programs and services that you would love to run. Picture the amount of money you want to earn each year. See that number in your mind's eye. 100000 a year, 500000 1 million, 5 million, whatever it is, see it. Don't turn away from it. Stare at that number like it's a ripe, juicy peach that you're about to pluck off of a tree. Yes, you can have it. Focus on that big, exciting number. Okay, now open your eyes. And now I want you to think about this question. What kind of person do I need to become in order to build my dream coaching practice? I'll repeat that. What kind of person do I need to become in order to build my dream coaching practice? In other words, what needs to change? What needs to be different? How do you need to level up? Maybe you need to change your mindset, change your attitude, change your morning routine, change the way you manage your emails, the way you lead your team, or something else. If you've got a pen nearby, I invite you to write down one thing you need to start doing and one thing you need to stop doing in order to become that new version of yourself. Just as an example, let's say in order to bring your coaching practice to 250000 a year, maybe you need to stop spending three hours a day answering your emails. You need to hire a virtual assistant and you need to delegate 90% of your emails to your new assistant. You need to free up your time and energy so that you can work with new clients and develop new programs. And what do you need to start doing? Maybe you need to start getting eight hours of sleep every night so that you're fresh, alert, and creative so that you can wow your clients every day and get amazing reviews and testimonials rolling in. To recap, for you, it's stop spending so much time on emails, start getting a good night's sleep every night, for real. Just those two adjustments alone would lead to majorly positive changes for you. So whatever changes you need to make, you can totally do this. You are fully capable of making whatever changes need to be made. You've changed your life in the past. You can totally do it again. So to wrap up today's pep talk, allow me to quote some lyrics from the song Level Up by Sierra. I just keep elevating, no losses, just upgrading. My lessons made blessings. I turn that into money. Thank God I never settled. This view is so much better. I'm chilling. I'm winning like on another level. Just like Sierra, we all need to keep upgrading. There's always another level you can reach. And it's just so exciting to keep climbing. Whatever you need to stop doing and start doing, get on it. Level up. All right. Your pep talk for the week is complete. And now we're moving into the part of the show where I give shout outs to you. 
Shout outs to my listeners, clients, and all the wonderful people in my business community. And today I want to give a shout out to Michelle Dunk. So Michelle, we've been connected on Facebook and social media a long time. And there was a conversation in the Susan Hyatt Rich Coach Club about money and selling in particular. And Michelle under my Facebook Live said, hey, listen, selling is a sacred art. I believe it is our divine responsibility as coaches coming from a place of service. Think of it as sharing, not selling. You've got this. I couldn't have said it better myself, Michelle. All right, there's my shout out for today. And hey, if you have something to say about this show, please send an email to my team or post a five-star iTunes review, holla, about this show, or post something on social media. You might hear your name on a future episode. I love giving shout outs to folks in my community. So holla at me and thanks for your enthusiasm. I love you guys right back. All right, beautiful people, kick up your feet and get comfy because it's now time for our interview of the week. And today we're chatting with the infamous Brooke Castillo. Brooke is a coaching powerhouse and a veteran in this industry. She's been working as a life coach for over 15 years. She runs the Life Coach School and her programs are consistently sold out. She is rocking it. I have a very personal connection to Brooke because she was my coach about 12 years ago, and she trained me during Martha Beck's life coach training program. She also certified me as one of her weight loss coaches and as one of her self-coaching one-on-one coaches way back in the day. I hired Brooke during a really painful part of my life, and way back then, I was trying everything to lose weight. I was struggling with emotional overeating just feeling totally out of control around food. And I was in so much agony about it. I kept thinking, you know, if I could just find the right diet program or the right diet pill and find the willpower to stick with it, then all of my problems would be solved. But then enter Brooke. Brooke was the first person who said to me like, hey, how about you stop getting all your entertainment from cheese. And that was a big turning point in my life. Honestly, I was getting so much of my entertainment from food and not the rest of my life. Brooke was a hugely influential figure in my life. She was one of the first people who taught me what self-love really means and how to practice it on a daily basis. With Brooke's support, my relationship with food and my body totally changed. And listen, I changed physically, yes, but much more importantly, I changed emotionally. And the transformation was so profound, everybody noticed, including the silver fox and my two kids. And I remember at the time, let me think about this. So Ryan would have been about seven years old. He's now 20. He was either seven or eight. And I remember I was in the basement doing laundry and I picked up one of his school uniform pants and there was a picture of Brooke in his pants pocket. And I asked him why he had a picture of Brooke Castillo in his uniform pants. And he said, I don't know. I just figured she's helped you so much. Maybe if I carried her around with me, she could help me. Oh, so sweet. I could go on and on about Brooke and why I love this woman so much, but I'll stop here and we can start the interview and you can hear Brooke's wisdom yourself. Bottom line, I'm thrilled Brooke is here because she is definitely a woman who knows what it takes to bring yourself to a whole nother level. Welcome to the podcast, Brooke Castillo. Hi, Brooke. Hi, so happy to be here. 
I'm so happy to have you here because you, of course, were my very first baby mama. No kidding. You were my first (laughs) coach mentor (laughs) back in the day. So you are like one of my OGs, the OG. And isn't that crazy? I still remember every detail of you you being my client. I do. I remember all the stuff we coached on back then. It's so, so fascinating to me. I remember where I was sitting. I remember talking to you. So fun. And I remember you thinking, this is the best client I have ever, ever had, had ever. <laughs> and I remain. In fact, Brooke has a statue of me next to her beautiful new pool. You know what we should talk about, actually, just really briefly, is one of the things that I remember so vividly about you is you always talking about how you want to be the top 1%. Like you're like, <laughs> I want to be top 1%. And I love, love that because I talk about this with my coaches a lot because so many of the statistics that you read, which, you know, you have to take them all with a grain of salt, but a lot of them talk about even just in the, in our industry, the coaching industry that like 99 out of a hundred people, you know, don't do what they need to do to be in that, in that top tier of what they want to do in their lives. And so I I think about that a lot. I think a lot of times people think, oh gosh, well, you shouldn't be that like audacious with your goals, but I love that you were. And I think you are top 1% sister. Yes. Let's print t-shirts. Top 1%. (laughs) I think that should be my new vanity plate on my car. (laughs) No, I agree with you. I think that when I'm coaching new coaches. That is a story I talk about a lot, that you can decide to listen to the 99% that's talking about how hard it's going to be, or you can choose to follow, which is what I did when I followed you, follow the people who are actually making money in the industry and making a difference and figure out like what you need to think and what you need to do and all those things. So I so appreciate you. You continue to inspire me today. And I just have to get it out of my system that this is new news to me, and I'm so excited and inspired by it. You are an eight-figure coach. Yes, officially. Officially eight figures, which is like such a big deal, and I can't wait to say the same. So So talk to me about the difference between how you – so it was only like, what, four years ago, three years ago, four years ago, that you made a massive shift in your business. And so what do you credit other than your amazing mind with how you went from six figure or multiple six figures to seven figures to eight figures in such a short amount of time? First of all, what's really interesting about the eight figures for me now is that I wrote on a piece of paper. It's so interesting. I will 10 times my business and make $10 million by the time I'm 45. And I wrote it on a piece of paper. It was like a piece of, it was like out of a journal and I set it on the side of my bed and I was nowhere near doing that. $10 million might as well. I might as well have said, I'm going to turn into a pink unicorn. Like it just, (laughs) it's seriously, it's like the most like outrageous amount of money for me to consider making in my business at the time. I wasn't aligned with it at all. And I kept, you know, what's interesting is I kept looking at it. It was on the side of my bed and I kept looking at it thinking like, that's not going to happen, which is terrible, right? <laughs> thinking <laughs> that's that, not, like that's not what to do, time. right? But there was power in just seeing it, right? Because mm-hmm. then every once in a while, I would I would be like, I wonder how I'm going to do that, 
And those little things and just seeing it all of the time was really powerful. So that in and of itself, like, I think we underestimate the power of just choosing an amount of money. And I hope that I can say this on here because I think I have a huge problem with people who have problems (laughs) Mm -hmm. about women who talk about how much money they make. Thank you. That's another reason why you're a guest on this show, the Rich Coach Club. Because more women need to be talking about this. Yeah. So like if you own a software company and you want to go public and you're a guy, it's fine to talk about how many millions of dollars you're making, right? Nobody's going to give you a hard time about it. But for some reason, if you're a woman talking about how much money, it's like impolite. Right. Like what? Impolite. So the reason I bring (laughs) that up is because um, I was super inspired by Amy Porterfield, who talked about making a million dollars in her business. And that really motivated to me to make my first million. And then I put on the the thing that I wanted. I wanted to 10 times my company. And that's where when I came up with the $10 million mark. But it wasn't until I was having lunch with a girlfriend one time and we were sitting in a coffee shop. And as you know, I do the the self-coaching model and we talk about how you create your results with the model. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? I think I can put whatever I want in that R line. I think I can have whatever result I want. I just have to start living and thinking and feeling and doing what someone who makes $10 million does. And so Mm -hmm. I started living from that place and every decision I made, I'm like, if I was making $10 million, would I do this? If I was making $10 million, would I hire this person? Would I be creating this product, all of those questions. So I think that is Mm. something anyone can do for any goal that you have. It doesn't have to be financial, right? Anything. It's like, what would I be doing if I already had it? What would I be thinking, feeling, and how would I make this decision? And so it guided me. It's almost like I guided myself from my future. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally love it. And I did a version of this and do a version of this with my clients on body love. I remember when Mm. I was losing weight, it was like, what would a woman who takes amazing care of herself eat today? What would a woman who (laughs) takes amazing care of herself, how would she move her body today? What kind of choices would she make? And it's absolutely, I'm so inspired listening to you talk about it from a business realm because I'm as I'm listening to you talk about that, I do think a lot of our preconceived notions or limits around money pop in, you know, so you wrote $10 million on a sticky note and put it by your bed, which by the way, I'm totally doing that today. Like as soon as I unplug (laughs) my mic, immediately, (laughs) but like everybody has an upper limit that they butt up against that they have to break through. And I think so many of us, myself included, get like really comfortable at a certain level and just hang out there instead yes. of deciding something like, I'm going to 10 times this. Yes. Yeah. I love and, it. And, and here's the thing. I think that, um, I don't know, for me has been the most important thing now that I've made 10 million and, and we'll make much more than that this year. Like It's like we're just going to whiz right past the eight figures. But my new goal is 100 million because it's so audacious and it's so like, you know, we don't have any debt we're very profitable. We don't have any venture funding, any of that stuff. And we're going to kill it. We're going to make a hundred million dollars. And when I think about the person that I need to become, how much I need to evolve in terms of how I think about what I'm capable of, it's so inspiring to me Mm. to think about that much money because I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to get over all my bullshit. (laughs) So speaking of that, let's break this down. So a woman who makes $10 million or $15 million this year, mm-hmm. yeah. 
How does she behave differently than the $1 million Brooke? Oh my God. So differently. Like, first of all, and, and this is the thing I had like this huge epiphany when I decided I wanted to stop drinking. What I realized is that a person who doesn't drink wine, who's not interested in drinking wine, never ever thinks about wine. Right. Right. They don't think about how they're not going to drink it. They don't think about how they're, what they're going to drink instead. They don't think about what they're going to tell their friends about why they're not drinking. They just never think about it. And that was huge because that's such a different mindset than someone that's trying to stop drinking versus someone that just doesn't drink. So what I've realized is that, you know, here's the thing. Money doesn't solve all your problems, but it solves a lot of problems. It solves a lot of problems. It solves a lot of problems, right? I always have my clients, I'm like, write down 10 problems. How many of those do money solve? A lot of problems. So that's super fun. Plus, I think it just requires you to get over like so many of your belief systems and so many of what you think other people think about you, right? Because you know what's funny? As soon as you start making lots of money, like haters come out. Oh, girl. Yes, they do. They come out. They don't like it when you're making lots of money. And so I, you have to kind of get over all, all of that stuff. So what I realized is that the more money I make, the less I think about money, which is crazy, right? Because you would think like the more money you get, you're going to be thinking about it all the time, but you just have, you have so much abundance. We have so much money. Here's what's crazy. Like there's nothing I want to buy that I can't buy. Right. That's it. Like, it's just like, okay, so now what? Now what, Matt, what now? So here, there's the question, right, Susan? If you're already making a million dollars, why do you need 10? Right. You don't, I mean, you don't need it. Right. Right. And so what is the reason why you would want to set a bigger goal for yourself? There's no way it's about money. So like for me, when I think about making a hundred million dollars, it's not because I need a new pair of shoes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It just becomes like, why not? Like really, if anything's possible, if I really believe that anything's possible, wouldn't it be amazing to be an example of that by just using the model to show that really, truly, like I'm not just talking anything's possible. No, I am living it. Right. I'm living it. So here's the crazy stuff that makes no sense that will make everyone angry. I work a lot less. Yes. Which makes no that sense. Was, that was on my list to talk about because it's more money and a yeah. reduced work week, which I love. Yeah. So I work a lot less. I think about completely different things. So now I'm thinking about like, how can I most serve my team? How can I be a really good CEO? How can I help all of the coaches that come through my school be the best versions of themselves? So we actually have an impact on the industry. Now, when I was at a million dollars, I was just thinking like, you know, what new funnel can I create? It's, it's like a whole different thought pattern of what happens. The other thing that was really different between a million and 10 was I only do really two things. I sell self-coaching scholars and I sell certification. I had to get rid of all the distractions, right? I had to focus on what are the most important things. I coach clients and I train coaches. I do two things. That's right. I and I yeah. actually just did a podcast. My final podcast of the Go podcast was about when you made that decision to simplify your business because yeah. you nixed weight school. And yes. it I actually, nixed it. Yes. you nixed it. And it actually, you know, I was like so happy for you, but also like 
crying on the inside for me because I love mm-hmm. that project so much. But what mm-hmm. it ended up doing was freeing me up to create Bear and to do other things. But of so course. it's like so yeah. it was like a podcast about like how an ending isn't really an ending. Um, yeah. But I love and and in my own business, I have really had to simplify this past year because mm-hmm. I absolutely know like this is always stuff shit that I do because I cook up lots of great ideas and I had to like clear the decks and get super hyper focused on things. And I know that that's only going to continue, but okay. So you had to get, so I want to know, can I ask you what your goals are? Where are you at? Oh my God. So my next goal is 5 million. Okay. And New York times bestselling author for bear. Oh, Um, right. You have a book coming out. My book comes out March 5th. It like hits warehouses mid-February. Any day now, pre-sales are going to start. So I'm ramping up all this stuff for the book. So Um, tell me why you want to be a New York Times bestselling author. I'm always curious about that. Because why not? Just because it's fun? Yeah, just because it's fun. Like I am very clear (laughs) that I'm not making money off of book sales. I'm making money off of other things because of the book. But I'm like, if I'm going to have a book out there through a publisher, why not be a New York Times bestselling author? Hell yeah. I love it. Why not, boo? So that's a goal. I'm trying to think. I was just making a list before our podcast of the empire of bear. And so like self-coaching scholars, I have a membership community for bear yes. daily. I would really like to grow that. Yeah. Love it. And flood the market with bear certified coaches because more, the more coaches that are out there, the more we can scale the message and get it into schools and yeah. healthcare systems and all that stuff. So so tell me what I'm just, you know, I can't help myself. Tell me what five, <laughs> <laughs> tell me what 5 million feels like to you right now. Does it feel scary? Does it feel a little bit out of reach? Where are you at with it? It feels like a little bit of a stretch, but it feels totally yeah. doable. Yeah. So yeah. like if I were going to 10 times, you know, do the thing where it's like a wildly improbable goal, I would probably yeah. say maybe 15 would feel like that to me. Yeah. You know, yeah, so here's the thing that I think is interesting about get, first of all, I always tell my students like getting from a hundred K to a million, you can't, cause you can hustle your way to a hundred K. You, you really, it's unless you want to kill yourself, it is hard to hustle your way to a million. You have to start thinking at a much higher level, but once you get to a million, getting to like 5 million, 2 million, even it, there's no more hustle left. Like you have, that's what I love about moving beyond a million because you have to think in such a more high quality way and you can't be sloppy with your work at all. Right. Because there's no catching up. I'll just work extra hours because you run out of hours. Right. So and I and I absolutely felt that last year. Yeah, um, I bet. Yeah, I absolutely felt that last year. And so this year, you know, I'm hiring people. I'm I'm absolutely living what you're talking about, having to think Love at it. a much higher level. Because for me, getting to a million really wasn't that hard. I mean, I don't want to say it like that because that that diminishes. I mean, it took me a while, but <laughs> it didn't feel like I even really broke a sweat. But last year, I broke a sweat, a lot of sweating. <laughs> Like uh, I'm hiring people. I got to change how I'm doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because hustle has never been hard for me. Hustle's right. Like, I know. I yeah. mean, I came out of the womb scrappy. So yeah. like, that's no big deal. So now it's different. I'm having to learn 
all different skill sets, which is fascinating. Yeah. And I, you know, I'll tell you, I think that's a big difference between going from a million to 10 million to there's this book that compares hunters versus farmers. Right. And most entrepreneurs were hunters, right? We just mm. go kill some shit and bring it home. And we're really good with ideas. And we like to like, if we're hungry, let's just go get something. And farmers, it's all about like tilling the soil and then waiting and being patient, right? Which is excruciating for us usually. Yes. And so, but to build, you know, you have to have systems and processes. That's the only way you can really accommodate the people that are going to come to you, the, the volume of people that are going to come to you be able, to be able to make that much money. And so um, I have to tell you, and I'm just going to be honest with everyone listening to that was excruciating for me because... <laughs> I really just wanted to hire someone to do that for me, but mm-hmm. I don't think you can. I don't think you, because nobody's going to be able to do that in the style and the way that you most want to. So when I wrote my first book, if I'm so smart, why can't I lose weight? I tried to hire someone to write that and that didn't work. And so I should have known better, <laughs> but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I tried to delegate it, but I'll tell you what, now I'm on the other side of that I call it the river of misery, really learning how to like slow down and pay attention and be patient has served me so well that now I have a team in place so I can kind of go hunting again. But I feel like this really like solid level of confidence that I've never had before because I'd never forced myself to kind of go through that, that tilling the soil process. So yeah, have fun. It is, it is excruciating. I've got like a raft in the river of misery. <laughs> like, I, no, I'm kidding. But it's true. Like I definitely am a hunter and I'm having yeah. to farm and I'm like, what? where's the crop already? Like, come on. Right. So true. And having someone else do it when you know you could do it so much quicker. That's yeah, true. it's there's a lot of growing pains. I was actually saying to a class earlier today that I was like sitting at my desk yesterday and I had all these visions for what's to come. And mm-hmm. I c- literally felt like my skeleton, this sounds so weird, was just too small. Like like I'm expanding so rapidly in my head mm-hmm. and my heart that I'm like having a hard time containing it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and, totally. And yeah. I, I just the literal cells being stretched. And I was like, where's my hot tea and my butler? This blows. <laughs> like, I mean... <laughs> I need I, to butler. like, yeah, seriously, where's my personal butler? All right. So a question that I wanted to ask you is knowing everything that you know today as this amazing eight figure earner, if you had to start all over today, but you have the knowledge that you have today, what would you do in the next 30 days? First of all, we have to speak to this because it matters so much. I feel like we're old school. I mean, I'm older school than you are, but like we're old school in the sense that like when we first started out as life coaches, people asked us what sport we were coaching and nobody really knew what life coaching was. You certainly couldn't go sign up for a course. No, you can sign up for clear coaches and have someone walk you through the process and have all that support. And I want to say that, um, I think that that sucked for us, but I also think it was one of the best things that happened because, I had to use my creativity. I had to rely on myself to decide what was going to work. And I think a lot of times now we're relying too much on other people to tell us how to do it. And we miss, we miss that creativity. So I would want to really remember that in terms of strategy, right? So there's tactics that I would do, but there's also the strategy of knowing that like other people can advise you and other people can give you direction, but you really have to make your own magic. 
because otherwise what happens is you get this direction from somebody else and then you try it and it for sure won't work. <laughs> Please let me remind all of you who are brand new, like the first 10 things you do for sure won't work. And when someone else has given it to you to do and you do it and it doesn't work, then you blame them. And then you're in this very disempowered place. But when you try something and do it and it doesn't work, you're like, Oh, well that didn't work. Maybe I'll try something else. It's like, you just keep hypothesizing about what will work like we did in fourth grade, right? Oh, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Let's keep experimenting. And so I think being able to start all over again would be super fun. But I do think that like I would rely too much on what I already know. And I think it would be way more fun to create it and like try new things from a new perspective in a new way, because I think that's how you create new pathways. And that's what I feel like I've done with my career and thank goodness no one was telling me what the right path was because now I got my own. Right. I do agree with that sentiment because I think a lot about all of the resources that are at everyone's fingertips, you know, yeah. learning how to do webinars and learning how to do sales funnels and learning all these things. And I talk a lot about that. I am I am pretty old school. Like I combine old yeah. school and new school stuff. But like you've got to be able to get from behind your screen and actually talk about what it is that you do confidently, because if you can't do it off screen, it's going to show up on screen. And like, I absolutely love being creative and I love m making shut up, as you know. Yeah. Um, and so I agree with that. But I know they want to know, though, what strategies and tactics would be your go to's? Okay. I'm happy to share all of those because I mean, this is what I teach all my coaches to do. And here's the first thing I want to tell you. And y'all listen up. If you do what I tell you to do, this shit works. Okay. <laughs> you have to, in my opinion, <laughs> pick a group of people. You have to pick your pocket of people that you're going to serve because you will not be able to speak their language if you don't know who they are. Okay. So I think that you should pick a group of people that you want to hang out with, that you want to help. And you need to combine that with an amazing offer. So here's an example that I have for this. Like a lot of people have an amazing offer, but they don't know who to offer it to, or they have a group of people, but they don't have anything to offer them. So you got to have the group of people and the thing to offer them. So for example, if you have the cure for pancreatic cancer, you have the most amazing offer in the world, right? Well, only to a very small group of people that happen to have pancreatic cancer, right? You can't just go offer that to everybody. So I would pick a very specific group of people to target and I would have a very awesome offer for those people and make sure that that offer gets them great results. And I think the most important thing is to, to test your idea on actual humans by asking them <laughs> for money. <laughs> When people say to me, I'm not making any money, I say to them, who, who's the last person you asked for money? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've never asked anyone for money. I'm like, how are you going to have a business if you're not willing to ask people for money? And it's not like you're asking them for money for yourself. You're asking them to pay for the thing that you have a value. So pick a group of people, offer them something amazing, create amazing result for them, but have them pay for it. And so I would say first 30 days, I will promise you, this is what I would do. I wouldn't set up a website. I wouldn't create a funnel. I wouldn't set up a 
Instagram, you know, I don't even do the stuff anyway, but <laughs> I wouldn't do any kind of story on Instagram. I wouldn't start Snapchatting people. I wouldn't do anything. What I would do is I'd have a great offer for a specific group of people. I'd go find those people and I would start offering it to them all day, every day for 30 days until I was at least making $10,000 a month. Well, so I totally agree with that, but how are you going to offer it to them? So, so a lot of people, I agree, you know, their Instagram stories are popping and they're not making any offers. Right. So where are they, (laughs) where are they going to, they think that social media is the only place to make offers when in reality, it's only one way to communicate with people. Right. So what would you use? Would you use email marketing? Would you use your podcast? What would you use? No, because I wouldn't have anyone yet. Right. I'm starting all over again. So I would go and find those people where they already are. And here's here's the best tip I have for you. If you can't find those people, that is not a good group of people. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) If they're not readily available. (laughs) Pick a group of people that know they have a problem and know that they want a solution. And then you come with a solution. So, for example, when I started my stop over drinking, I knew there was a bunch of people out there that were drinking too much. Right. Right. And I went out there and found them and I said, hey, I have a solution to drinking too much. And it's very different than all the other solutions out there. And people were like, hell yeah. And I said, and here's my offer. I will teach you how to desire alcohol less. That's a great offer. Right. For someone that drinks too much, they want to know how do they do that for someone like you, someone who hates their body, hates living in their body, hates everything about it. You're going to provide them with a solution that lets them love their body. That's an amazing offer to someone that they're willing. And that's the other thing they have to be willing to pay for the solution. I have so many people that are like, I want to offer, you know, this wonderful like art program that I have that I can teach people how to do. But if people don't know what it is that they're actually getting by doing that program, you have nothing to offer them. A lot of people want to offer the features, right? Instead of the ultimate result that you're offering. So I'm offering you a way to desire alcohol less. That's an amazing offer. Now I'm going to go find people online that are trying to figure out how to stop drinking. There's tons of groups and yeah, you can find them on social media. You can also find them like in groups in your own town, but you have (laughs) to be creative, right? You got to be a hunter. You got to go find them. I love you so much. It's like, (laughs) go to any bar. They're all there. Right. Exactly. Like find the ones that are stumbling out be like, dude, (laughs) (laughs) I got a solution. Right. Now here's the thing. We want it to be easy. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I want to be able to just do a post on social media and have people send me cash. Right. I want that too. Y'all like I do, but That's not how it works. And here's the thing. You won't get any stronger. And to be an entrepreneur, you got to be strong. And you know how you get strong? Starting off weak (laughs) and going out and offering a bunch of people your stuff and them saying no. That's how you get strong. Exactly. You got to get super uncomfortable. Yeah. I had somebody one time that was a guest instructor for one of my programs. And he said something to my group like, well, Susan Hyatt does is get on social media and post a lot. And I remember laughing and obviously correcting him, but being like, that is what I do when I'm taking a fucking break. Like that is not (laughs) my strategy. And that is not like how I've built my business. And I do think all of you coaches listening that follow me on social media. Yes, I get clients from social media, but that is not the primary way I have built my business. 
Well, and here's the other thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is they try and compare their beginning to your end, right? You get to the right. point where you, you've built your mountain, then you get to stand on the top of it. But you can't just run, like everyone's standing on a mountain, but there's no mountain. <laughs> <laughs> there's no mountain. It's right? right. It's like they're sending all this stuff to social media, but they don't have any followers yet. And all this stuff they're sending isn't new, isn't original, isn't risky, isn't polarizing. Like you have to be able to put yourself out there and stand for something. And you're not going to be able to do that in the beginning because you know what? You're going to be scared and you should be. Scared. You're brand new. Well, yeah. I, I actually just had a, a coach in a class. She's an amazing coach and she works with parents of college age kids. And mm-hmm. I was talking with the group about coming up with topic ideas and for blogs and podcasts and that sort of thing. And I was like, uh-huh. like, what pisses you off? Like, what do you see that you're like, oh, hell no. And she was talking about social media and how it's become this big thing with dorm room makeovers. These kids that are in college whose parents are spending thousands of dollars to make their dorm room look like a palace, like chandelier, and they're oh, rebuilding the bunk brother. beds and they're doing all this stuff. And it's like, there are all these contests with like, whose dorm room's the best. And she was saying like, they're totally missing the point that the preparation for college with the student, like helping your kid get his or her mind right. And there's so many other things more important than who has the best dorm room. And she was really fired up about it. But she was she was a little bit nervous about saying that because she was like, well, I know a lot of people love beautiful things and they might be offended. And I was like, offend them, offend them, please, like go online and say what you think. If you're not nervous, you're doing it wrong. Yes. Be I mean, nervous. isn't that the truth? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. All right. And, and I think that's the other important thing about you, Susan, that's, that people really need to know. You're not just putting yourself on social media and telling us what you had for breakfast. Right. Yeah. You're, you're standing for something. You're putting yourself out there. You're risking a lot of haters and people not liking you and you're standing for something. And I think that, and you're teaching by your example. And that I think is really challenging to do. And so when people look at that and they're like, oh, well, she just posts on social media. It's so diminishing, I think. Totally. Totally. What you're actually doing. Yeah. It's absolutely diminishing. And it's the back end of any business and what goes into the like synchronizing what you're talking about on a podcast, on a blog, on social media with an offer. That's the thing is that everything mm-hmm. I'm doing is synchronized with yeah. an offer. Right. And, you know, yeah, I might post a picture of my beagle and do some fun stuff too, but that's right. not what creates the business. Right. And you ask people for thousands of dollars and you tell them right up front, they're not going to get a refund. Like, that is a really challenging, badass thing to be able to do and to do over and over because a lot of people aren't going to like that. And that's okay. But that's what it requires you to do to be an entrepreneur. So I think that's the piece. I think a lot of us, and I don't blame us at all, right? We want to be successful, but we don't want to take any of the risk because it's scary. But you can't get the result without the risk, without the falling down. Like I'm always saying, like all of that success you have is built on a pile of failures. And so that's the best thing you can do is just get out there and try a bunch of stuff and have it not work. So you figure out what does work. Yes, ma'am. And you are a fantastic example of that as well. And one thing that you said on your amazing podcast, the most recent episode, you Mm -hmm. quoted, I think it was Dan Sullivan who said that your future is your property and you can Mm -hmm. do whatever you want with it. Yes. And that, oh my God, I stopped the recording and wrote it down because 
when you were asking me, you know, how are you feeling about the five million? I actually feel fine about the money figure. The thing that I have been creating what you call an alternate future, I think is how you worded it in my mind, is a little bit scary future, is that I know, I have a knowing that with this next level and the exposure that's going to happen, many of the things I say in my bear book is unpopular. And the haters will increase because the exposure will increase. And I noticed that in my mind, I was scaring myself a little bit. And so I loved that podcast because it was a reminder that, you know what, like, I have full control over the future in my mind. It's so true. And here's the thing. It's like, your past, so much of your past was programmed, right? So like when you were raised, you were like programmed with all those thoughts. And we still have so much remnants from that. We forget that we're the programmer now and we're still letting the brain run the show and tell us what we can do and what we can't do. And when you think about, wait a minute, my future can be whatever I want it to be. That is mine. I'm not going to let past belief systems or other people's opinions, which is what the example you're using is, right? Because people will say to me, I I did a podcast on goal shame mm-hmm. about how people say to me, what do you need a hundred million dollars for? Right. That's what people will say to me. Like it, when is enough enough, Brooke? Like, why is it always the next amount of money? And it's, people are so like negative about me being like really vocal about what it is I want to create in the world. And so a lot of times y'all think, yeah, why bother? Like, why don't I just sit here with my little eight figure business? little eight figure (laughs) business, right. And cuddle up with it. And then I don't have to expose myself. And you know what we're really exposing ourselves to, even when we expose ourselves to quote unquote haters is our own mind, because all that really matters is how we interpret that. Right. So that is what inspires me. I'm like, all I'm exposing myself is to my own brain. Other people out there have no power over me. It's only what I believe. It's only what I think. And when I think about it that way, I'm like, I want to get to the end of my life and just have evolved myself. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to be like, like I wrote down the other day, I'm like, my life called and I answered. Mm. Yes, you did, boo. You answered big time. <laughs> you did not and- send yourself to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just decide to text instead, right? I didn't text it in, right? I answered it. And so like, that's actually kind of a fun metaphor for us to think about, like with our big goals. It's like somebody's calling you and you're like really nervous to talk to them. And you're like, should I let it go to voicemail? Should I just text it back? You're like, I'm just going to answer it. I'm just going to answer it. Hello? <laughs> it's kind of cool, right? It is totally cool. And on that note, I am going to thank you and ask you yes. if people want to hang out with you, hire you, figure it out, where do they go? lifecoachschool.com. If you want to be a client, sign up for scholars. If you want to be a coach, sign up for a certification. And if you just want to hang out with me, we can't do it on Facebook. Sorry. You can hang out with Susan on Facebook. But you can hang hang out out with me me on my podcast weekly, Life Coach School podcast. It's such a good podcast. Thank you so much, Brooke. Thank you, Susan. What an awesome interview. I just love Brooke. I could talk to her all day long, forever and ever. So to recap, our focus for today's episode is new level, new you. But when you're working on bringing yourself and your business to a new level, it's exciting. It's also easy to get overwhelmed, get distracted, or start to doubt yourself. In those moments when you're feeling blah, when you need to change your mood and get your energy back on track, I recommend taking lots of drugs. (laughs) I'm just kidding. 
(laughs) What I actually recommend is music. Music is a drug. In a sense, it's a drug with zero negative side effects and no hangover either. It's a powerful form of medicine for your body and your mind. And music has been proven to change your mental and physical performance. That's why in many athletic competitions, like long distance running, for example, it's usually illegal for elite athletes to listen to music when they're competing. Because if some athletes listen to music, they would have an unfair advantage. They would feel stronger. They would run faster. Music is that powerful. Side note, I think that's actually a bogus rule. Like everybody could put in some earbuds. But anyway, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to find at least one song that makes you feel strong, brave, capable, like you could totally slay your goals. This is your new level, new you anthem. And I want you to play this song first thing in the morning for the next several days in a row. And then I want you to play the song again if you're having a slumpy, doubtful, crummy point during the day. This song will help shift your mood and literally change the way you perceive the world around you. It can be any song you want, but if you need a recommendation, I've already mentioned it twice. I love the song Level Up by Sierra. The song is all about leveling up your life. And by the way, the music video, insanely good. Drake also has a new song called Level Up, or you may want a classic song like Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Or Rise Up from the musical Hamilton. My daughter Cora and I are both obsessed with that show forever and ever. Pick any song you want. Listen to it often. This is a fast, free, powerful way to change your mood and change your day. That's a wrap for today's episode. Your action step for this week is to imagine your dream coaching practice and your dream income level. And I want you to ask yourself, what do I need to stop doing and start doing in order to get there? Write down one thing you need to stop doing and write down one thing you need to start doing and then do both of those things. Implement your plan. Bring yourself to another level. And when you do this, your business will rise up right along with you. Thank you for listening to Susan Hyatt's Rich Coach Club. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to shyatt.com forward slash cash where you'll find my brand new money magazine. Now listen, we designed this magazine to be entertaining, educational, and help you make serious bank. So you can download the magazine. There's a money quiz inside. There's an interview with one of my favorite clients who went from making no money and being served eviction papers to making over six figures in a very short amount of time. So the magazine includes that feature, lots of resources to help you do it, lots of resources about creating wealth and investing money. It's pretty robust, y'all. So head over to shyatt.com forward slash cash to get that magazine. And you'll also find a link to join my free Facebook community, especially for coaches called Rich Coach Club. So bring your coaching practice and your income to the next level at shyatt.com. S-H-Y-A-T-T dot com. See you next week.